Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shinti. I'm still here. Come at me, virus. I'm unstoppable. You can't kill me. I don't die for another thousand years. <laughs> very quiet but um i'll boost that up in post-production <laughs> here today on the book club in web space oh hello it's me um Haran x uh, i'm back out of witness protection oh, it's almost like alice's uh catchphrase but you've added a very clever <laughs> from witness protection to that which i i enjoyed i enjoyed it very much how are you Haran? how was witness protection yeah it was good it was good um uh, if you listened to a couple of episodes ago, uh, I was in witness protection because mm. the mafia were going to uh, whack me for mm. having a small penis and uh, tweeting about it. But yeah, luckily... I remember. I remember that very well. I wasn't aware that witness protection is something you just come back from, like it was a holiday, like like Barbados. I'm just back from witness protection. <laughs> oh no! Of course you can. There's once the threat is no longer there, it's like coming out of lockdown, I suppose. I mean, okay, uh, this is this is a bit of a tangent, right? But as now that you're kind of like the witness protection like expert, how accurate was Goodfellas? Oh, it was it's extremely uh, accurate. What was the most accurate part of Goodfellas? Uh, sort of getting like in the mafia when people get very uh, angry when you um, insult the the shine of their shoes. That's that's oh, generally yeah. what happens. I, I think, yeah. I don't think they don't... insult the shine. They don't say like your shoes aren't shined very well, and then stab you. I think they ask you to shine their shoes, and if you don't, they'll stab you. That's that's how it works. I thought they don't, they don't go like, "Hey, I can't see my face in those shoes. You're dead." Uh, no, that's what they do because the, the mafia don't have mirrors. They uh, only have shine, shine shoes. Okay. Uh, so. So mafia members are like the vampires of the underworld in a way. They they don't like mirrors. Exactly, yeah, and they, okay. they don't like garlic. They don't like garlic either. Um, well, you're the expert. No, there's, there's no garlic yes. in Sicilian food. So from your life story, which I believe Martin Scorsese will be turning to film uh, soon, uh, the mafia don't like mirrors. They uh, like to shine their shoes, and they really hate people with small penises. Especially, they tweet about it. Essentially, yeah. I've never seen that Mafia movie. I still think there's a lot of uh, juice in this Mafia juice box that can still be extracted. I look forward to seeing the movie soon, Aaron. Who else is joining us? Who's back from wherever? My name is Crispy Bits, and I'm back with some more Crispy Bits. I've never really understood what those bits were and why they were crispy, but um, it's crispy. Great so where have it's you been, Crispy? Be back, Chip. I've been doing a lot of virtual gigs. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. <laughs> I, I, I know that the, um, the live circuit has taken a bit of a, uh, a hit. I've lost of, most um... of my income. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that. A lot of, um, a lot of uh, friends are sort of struggling with that sort of situation. Have you got any tips to uh, people currently trying to make it through these tough times who are dependent on the audience? My tip is that you can do seven virtual gigs at the same time. Ooh. The audience is always going to go crispy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you've got a good connection, I suppose. Have you ever had any problems with your internet so far? No. 
Well, that's, that's <laughs> good to know. I got the highest package. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. So uh, look, um, my my tips um, from uh, Crispy Bits would be to get yourself the highest package uh, and do seven gigs in one night. Is that right? At the same time. Do you ever and get you can confused? make sure that you can hear all the audiences say crispy. <laughs> do you ever get confused? Like you can't like uh, do you feel like you you can't really work the room because you're not sure which room you're working if you're doing all seven rooms at the same are the time. same, baby. Okay, so like if you're doing like uh r- like regional humor, topical regional humor, like oh, like uh you want to mention the mayor for for example. I never mention the mayor. I just do my crispy bits. Okay, all right. The well, mayor's not crispy. Go. Okay, there you go. There you go, everybody. Stay off the regional stuff. Keep focusing on the crispy bits. Um, I, I'm really excited to have you back here today, Chris, because, um, you know, it's you, you did a very... Um, I think you're a very hip, cool guy. Um, you uh, have a sort of, like, the air of a jazz man, and you do a lot of improvisation. And I think like um we can take a lot of lessons from a person who just goes with the flow in these very stressful times. Yeah, I've been staying under lockdown. Have you guys been staying under lockdown? Oh, the most, the most. Uh, I, social distancing. This is what I live for, quite frankly. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even like stay within two meters of my laptop these days. <laughs> I don't even have a laptop. It's weird, yeah. And as I, I, you are actually recording this uh, podcast today with a, a tin can and twine that's just like going all the way from your house into through my window and into my computer. Don't even know how that works. It just yeah, we're neighbors. That's true. I should. I think we should. We should have um, addressed that at the top. When I said like, "How have you been? Where have you come back from?" You should. I, I should have said like, "Because you live next door." Does your uh, Does your internet connection have a crispy bits rate? That is the crispy bit. I'm going to use that in my next gig. I say that, I'll go on stage, I'll say, ah, my name is Crispy Bits, and my internet connection has a crispy bit rate. And the audience will go, crispy. I hope you pay Harren for that um, crispy bit. I'll pay him 10% of all my profit. Oh, actually, how much, um, if, if it's not impertinent crispy bits, how much are you earning these days? I'm earning £12.50 a second. Oh wow! <laughs> twenty twenty four is that twenty four seven kind of deal? It's a twenty one seven. That's pretty good hours. Pretty good hours. Four hours sleep every day. That's fine. Thank you for joining us on the show today, Crispy Bits. Um, and who else is joining? I heard them making some wet noises in the corner. Um, something that was being shaken around. Oh yes, I was shaking at my Huel, so I can power myself through this. I am familiar with Huel, uh, aka Human Fuel. Um, they call it as Hipster Gruel. It, hipster Gruel. I've never heard it refer, refer to it as that. Because uh, it. it's lovely. It, otherwise, you, I mean, that just create the compound word Hagruel, which doesn't really roll up the tongue as easily as Huel. Who is who, who is that though? That is drinking the the Huel, sucking on it like his mother's teats. Oh, it's Sandy Onions. Hello, Andy. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, we're all kind of like haggard and very pale and kind of rickety because um, we haven't really been outside. Yeah, no, no, no. Not, not much has changed at 
Oh, how have you been? How has lockdown been treating you? I'm good. I just want to ask a question of Harren. Is that why you're called Harren X? Because of witness protection? Uh, no, uh, we'll, we can go on to that. Because uh, the book, I'm also related to the book Generation X. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. No, that's a good segue. That's a, that's good a crispy segue. bit. That's a, well, didn't really mention crisps or bits, really. So, yeah, I, well, whatever, whatever. I'm not the expert on crispy bits. That's right, Harold. That was a perfectly smooth segue into what the book is going to be today. We're talking about Generation X by Douglas Copeland. Uh, and I know what you're thinking, right? Malcolm X had a brother? No. That's what I thought when I picked up this book. It wasn't even, it was actually Harold X's brother, Generation. Now, <laughs> what can you tell us about your brother generation oh me my, my yeah my brother no i'm like talking a... about somebody else who's called x <laughs> on this call Aaron. my middle name is x crispy bits crispy bits tell us about your brother generation x <laughs> oh he's a great guy <laughs> okay when that's that's good yes ending but no Aaron, tell us about like um generation x i mean this is an important book um zeitgeisty mm-hmm. uh Pretty, pretty much helped popular, uh, popularize the term Generation X, uh, which came from the name of the book, as well as a Billy Idol band, I believe. But um, give me your unique perspective. Well, no, no, on... actually, actually, so you, uh, you, you know how we're quite related to Genghis Khan, because he was a randy guy. So actually, Malcolm yes. X's brother, Generation, uh, he, shacked, <laughs> he shacked around, basically. He, he's... He had that lot of sex, basically, and uh, he, they he spawned... Him, they should have called him Generation Sex, really, shouldn't they? Yeah, like, yeah they ought to have called him that, really, yeah. Um, yeah that, that was a crispy bit. <laughs> no, that bit's not crispy. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. Sorry, carry on, carry on, Harren. Yeah, on. so Malcolm X's brother spurned um, an entire generation spanning between 1965 and 1980, mm-hmm. and they're, they're all called Generation X. That's, that's why. They're all called Generation X, Sorry? Generation X. Uh, I, I think I'm technically a millennial. Uh, okay, so your, your brother is not your father then? No, uh, <laughs> I'm not from Norfolk. Okay. No, that's, that's not very hack, sorry. That's not a very crispy bit, is it? No, there's no <laughs> cliches in a crispy bit. Okay, there's there no cliches go. in a crispy bit, no. But I don't insist true. that all of you do crispy bits, only <laughs> I do crispy bits. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to um, not step on into your te- on your turf, uh, crispy bits. I'll just that's keep okay. doing my, my booky bits. Uh, your chinny uh, bits. That's, no, that's a better way to refer to it. Like That just sounds wrong, chinny bits. It just sounds like I've had, <laughs> it just sounds like I've had an, a, a vaguely sexually related accident. It's not great. Um... Look, uh, nice little sweet for some kids. Have some new chili bits. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't buy that. That's my and that's my name. That's I yeah, just. If you found something called chili bits, you'd definitely do that. I know. I found a shop that had a very similar name to mine, and I took a photo of it. That was it. So you definitely, definitely would be what, in chili the bits. shop. The shop was called Andy Onions. Uh, yeah, it was called Andy Onions. The shop. It was amazing. What did they sell? A chicken onions. I should imagine. Sorry. No onions, no, it's just chicken. They sell chicken. Like, curries don't sell curries, right? Onion shop doesn't sell onions, it just sells like chicken. It's a man who came to this country with a very humble dream to sell chicken, and he called his shop and the onions, and somehow so, that was allowed. Well, he's only no, sold no, nobody stopped him. Nobody stopped him and said, like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, he didn't he didn't sell chicken as in all the chicken. He's, he's trying to sell one chicken, just one prize chicken in the middle of the shop. And he this told- makes less and less sense the more details you give so this guy started the shop called it andy onions and he set it up to sell one chicken 
one chick in the air, and I'm guessing he had one target market. What he doesn't know, I'm allergic to feathers. It's all on him. Oh, so you, you were his target market? I'm guessing so. It's called Andy Onion Shop. Of course I'm going to go. I'm going to say, that is, um, that is, that is some really on-point target marketing. It's just a shop with your name on it. Well, and it sells a well. chicken. It's, it's not marked as like a, an essential shop, so it's still open. I don't know why. You, you mean you didn't buy that chicken? No, I loaded feathers. Wow. Oh, it's a chicken up. unplucked. It's a live chicken. It's, a, it's an alive one chicken. There's one alive chicken unplucked. I'm allergic to feathers, so that's why. How oh. much floor space does this shop have? About uh, 2,500 square feet. That seems unnecessary for this uh, specific shop. And where is Andy it located? Uh, Finchley Road. Okay, 25,000 square feet in Finchley Road. That's a prime real estate, I have to say. Do uh, have a website? Yeah, it's www.andyonionshopchickenfinchleyroad.org. That's a... It's got org status to save some money because it's like a charity because a chicken apparently is protected somehow. I'm yeah, not I sure. mean, you would have thought that just an- www.andyonions.org would have been enough, but no, they had to include that's my Finchley website. Road. And... Oh, have you got your website as well? That That's andyonions.com. It is more of a ghost town than a lockdown right now, which it's, is I my... mean, It looks I like mean, someone made it when they were drunk about five years ago. It's it's a bit early for plugs, but um, if you want to visit a website... Do not do that. Do something better. Okay. It's nonsense. Go do something better. Okay, okay, okay. We'll do something better. It's amazing. We'll do something better. We'll get into the book. Let me get through the preamble to today's book. Generation X, Douglas Copeland, as we said before, noted brother of Malcolm and Harren. But also... In its own way, a seismic book. There's not many books that I, I I could say that we've done on Faking Lit, which I would say have been so of the times or have captured the uh, spirit of their times in much the same way as Generation X, or to give it its full title, Generation X colon Tales for an Accelerated Culture. Now, um, does anybody know what year this book came out in? Take Just take a stab in the dark. Uh, I believe it, it was in 1952. Okay, okay, good uh, guess, crispy bits. I believe it was in the year 10 AD, hence the okay. Roman X, 10. Uh, okay, okay, that's a good guess as well, Aaron. Uh, Andy, you want to give a guess? Uh, 1990. Okay, I'm, I'm happy to report that one of you came very close indeed. And that was Andy, uh, with his guess of 1990. This book came out in 1991. What? Um, really? I thought it was like from the 50s. I was joking. Really? What? No, it came out in 1991. Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed that like um, the 50s seems to be getting a lot of love today, though. Um, uh, this is, you say you, you were surprised. You're surprised. What, what is it about this uh, book that surprises you, that you thought it came from an earlier time period? I thought all the stuff they were talking about, I thought it was a book predicting the future. So all the stuff they were talking about. If it was written in the 90s, then actually... It doesn't. It's not about predicting the future at all. It doesn't make. It's pretty rubbish, actually. It doesn't so make any thought, sense. So you thought this was science fiction? Yeah, I thought it was all like right. the future, like that science fiction book um, with the man with the beard and stuff. You know, I thought just like look what's going to happen in the future. I can't remember that book. It's the a, man with the beard. It's a book only good if it predicts the future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's the almanac. You see, the the almanac and Back to the Future too. That predicted the future. Or Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel. That also a very good book. And that does not predict the future. Oh, it predicts it, the past. You didn't. It predicts the past. With what percentage accuracy? 92. 
So <laughs> pretty, pretty spot on, I'd say. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. This is not a book about the future. This is a book about the well, the then present. Um, it was pretty much, like I said, a book of its times, uh, and it helped coin the phrase and the idea of what we think of as generation x when i say generation x to you what do you think of what's the first thing that comes into your mind pepsi 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 must drink pepsi that's the pepsi generation marketing works i guess it does uh anybody else a pepsi pepsi so one answer uh beta max okay that seems a bit too old but okay beta max we'll go for that that was the yeah, pre an x now aren't we we're sorry i mean i mean back then it was all about kind of like beta males maxing Britain like now it's all people mainly chads nowadays i think back in the 80s the beta max is about beta males maxing i never i didn't i thought it was the precursor to chess there's you know, looks maxing. It's looks maxing crispy bits. It's a it's a term used by uh, incels to describe because they they like using the term cosmetic surgery because that sounds too girly. So it's just looks maxing because it sounds masculine. Pepsi, Pepsi, he which you mentioned, Pepsi maxed in the eighties, right? So in the same way, beta males maxed in in the seventies. You can refer to the old art, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where he has the uh, the, the the quote from a. Uh, like verse four, line two, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, or cool, shooting some beeble outside of the school. Mm, so that's, it's also well, that's, a, that's a good point. Would you consider Will Smith a, a part of Generation X? Uh, he recently turned 50 and jumped out of a helicopter. So no, but he's trying to shoot himself in there, basically. I'm sorry, the answer yeah. I was looking for was like, he's not Gen X, he's a millennial. Boom! Oh, there you go. Oh, Boom. Um, but also, also Andy, you don't you don't change generation just by aging. That's not how generations <laughs> like like a baby boomer doesn't. It's suddenly not a baby boomer because yeah, they've got younger or something, right? Like, I I can't <laughs> anymore. My computer degree I got twenty years ago is effectively dust now. I can't even turn the sound on a podcast thing. So I think I've gone up the generation whatever. I've gone backwards. In fact, yeah, I'll swap with Will. He can take my millennial spot. And I'll mm. take the old man spot. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I just grow up. Free money. If you when I reach money, my, you can become yeah. any generation you want. Yeah. I think I'd like. What, what generation would you? Yeah. What generation would you want to be most or most part of? If you had to pick the greatest generation. And who are they? They're the war generation. Which one? Uh, the. <laughs> I don't know. I've never okay. heard of the war. You need to do more work. You need to be. You need to research like uh, your the generation you want to be part of. Isn't World War Two. War generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's a good answer. Uh, who wouldn't want to be part of the British generation? They fought Hitler. You know. Uh, unfortunately, it depends on what part of the Greatest Generation you are, because I don't think if you were a Nazi, you you can't go along saying like, "Well, I was part of the Greatest Generation." <laughs> they're, the worst, they're the worst generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think the term "greatest generation" is pretty subjective. Pretty subjective. I'm, I'm quite, um, quite into being a, uh, um, I'm quite, uh, yeah. It's pretty desperate and sad and like I'm bleak right now. But hey, look at this. We got memes. We got shit posts. You know, we got the internet. That's much better than like a punch in the face. Better than being a Nazi. <laughs> Actually, you can but also we got be a Nazis Nazi now. Yeah, it's true. We can also I be a Nazi. I see them at all my gigs, the damn Nazi. 
I didn't know you were courting that um, audience. Where do they well, sit? Do... Where do they sit in your gigs, mate? They sit in the the middle, Not the far to the left of the middle, and then slightly to the down of that left, and then. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Uh, kind, of, kind of, kind of, kind of. Yeah. And it's it's sort of in a big in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, like, it's, it, it's like the opposite to the, the Hindu gigs that you do, right? Like, yeah. Oh, but, okay. 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 The same right. material works in both the Hindu gigs and the Nazi gigs. They I, mean, all I, I mean, if you're talking to Hindu nationalists, um, then yeah. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, no, no I, do, I, I, I do apolitical stuff, so it's fine. Do apolitical stuff. We're not apolitical. Faking it's never been apolitical. We've come very, we, we've definitely come hard, down very hard on the stance of uh, we don't like Nazis and we don't like racists. Uh, hey, don't talk for everyone. Well, okay, we we enjoy plurality of opinion, Misha, but hello, the official. Hello, hello. Okay, but the official, the editorial stance of Faking Lit is. We don't like Nazis. The official um, stuff. All right, fair enough. And I'd like to apologize for uh, the last episode where um, there were some questionable things said on the podcast. Um, and um, they tried to blame it on me. I can only say that it's the fault of uh, Gideon Ponyboy. He won't be back anytime soon. So I uh, rest assured, if you were offended by anything that happened in the last episode, don't worry. You're in safe hands now. Um, as I was saying, Generation X. Has this book aged particularly well? No. Interesting. Interesting. I left it like in a, a cupboard that had a spider in it, and the spider ate a few of the pages, so I, I missed a bit of the information. Didn't know spiders ate books. No, well, they like to read. That's how That's spiders not the, same, not the same as eating. Eight times as quickly, and they eat it. So no one else he can eat. He ate it with his eyes. She ate it with her. Sorry, own. sorry. She ate it with her. Okay, so it didn't age particularly well because of a spider. Absolutely. I'm, more to, I'm about to speak more to the thematics of the book itself, not the physical properties of the book. Uh, we, as we all know, paper does degrade over time. So that's let's leave the physical aspect out. Thematically, thematically and ideologically, do you think this book has aged particularly well now that we live in an age which is... Yeah, I would say a lot of generational strife has happened. I feel that a lot of the strife today has been defined by uh, millennials versus boomers, and Gen Xers have been kind of sitting out on the sidelines. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Douglas Copeland apparently said, "I just want to show society what people born after 1960 think about things." We're sick of stupid labels, but he's just his whole book has has given birth to the label of Generation X. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 well, he didn't give birth to it. Um, as I said before, the uh, term Generation X exists beforehand, obviously, because of Malcolm X and obviously your family as well. So, like, um, but also, like, um, it was the name of uh, County Culturals in the 60s, and Billy Idol actually named his band Generation X after that. So, it's something that's been in existence for some time. But yes, Generation X was a, uh, was the title that he chose. Um, and popularized uh, because of it. Now, I, I I think it might be ironic because there's a lot of like skepticism about labels in the book itself, and maybe it could just be a case of uh, Douglas Copeland using the term gen Generation X 
in a way to sort of like uh, make fun of or satirize the idea that this is the a generation that is trying to de- uh, deny labels but ends up having a label regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Lot to think about. Thanks, Crispy. I can vouch for that. Thanks, Crispy. Um, thanks for not leaving me hanging there. Uh, can, I mean, can put that on my uh, Edinburgh poster. Yeah. The word yeah. yeah. And then attribute it to Usher instead of Crispy B. Or Lil John. <laughs> Lil John. Eva's, yeah. Eva's fine. I don't care about authorship of quotes. That's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, okay. Like, think about it from this terms. I'm going to um, uh, read a little quote from Generation X, um, if I may. You may. Um, I'm going to allow this. Thank you. Thank you. I might, it might take a bit of time to uh, find it, though, because uh, I've got to type How stuff. long? Because I could do a crispy bit in the meantime. Yeah, why don't you do a crispy bit in the meantime? Uh, okay, this is one of my crispiest bits. Ibuprofen 200 MG coated tablets for the relief of rheumatic and muscular pain. That's pretty crispy. I'd normally do that, and the audience would go, Crispy. Crispy. <laughs> Crispy. Thanks. Well, I can't find this. I can't find this clip. So, we'll move on from that. that bit is a bit like Robin Williams did a bit about 400 milligram ibuprofen in the 70s. Is that similar to that? I've never... Who is Robin Williams? He was in Take That. Oh, I don't like pop music. Neither do, is he? <laughs> That must be a good joke. Mm. It's all right. Jokes, jokes are as old as the day they were born. I mean, the first, the first ever book was by uh, Aristotle. He wrote the first joke, but didn't he? And uh, yeah, I remember him joking about ibuprofen. Uh, I think it was only 50 mils in those days, 50 milligrams. So obviously the yeah, joke held up over time and adjusted according to generations, which is also kind of ties in the thematic of the book. Everything is scaling up in the book. For, for things were a lot slower in the old days. I identify with the old people, the neighbours. But nowadays, things are so, so crazy that your book can get eaten by a spider. You don't know what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, it is a problem. Um, I, I, sorry, I can't find this. I can't find this quotation. Um, but what are you looking it, it, for? regardless, regardless. I, I, no, no, I, I'm looking for uh, uh, the extract from Generation X. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is sorry? Is it the quote that starts one in the pink? No, that's not that's not Generation no. X. No, that's something else. Um, okay. Uh, let's 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 talk about the framing device of Generation X, the book, because this book doesn't really have a plot. It's like three parts, and it is um, essentially uh, a story of three friends, Dag, Claire, and the narrator Andy, who live in the same neighborhood and are drifting through their lives aimlessly, and they tell stories to each other about themselves, some real, some invented, um we see the world through their eyes. Uh, everything in this book is kind of like colored by the sense of uh, aimlessness. So I guess having a plot would be really counter to the point that the, the, the book is making. Um, in many ways, it's kind of like postmodern literature, uh, having no plots, um, having just a jumble of like a randomly... Uh, me- ram- rambling, meandering thoughts just collated together. Are you a fan of this sort of style of writing, or did you think, did you wish that there was a plot of, to hold on to? Have you seen the latest Rick and Morty? 
I have not. That's all I'm saying. Okay, all right. Well, Wait, it sounds like a cop-out. They, they should call him Douglas Copoutland because it just sounds mm. like you can... Uh, uh, I think, yeah, he would have been zinged by that. Is he still alive? So, when, they say, when, they, when you say they, who's they? <laughs> um, the snowflakes. Okay, not his family. <laughs> you, would, you would think that the people who have any sort of, like, jurisdiction over his surname would be his family. Like, you know, Douglas Copeland comes home one day and his dad says, Oh, Douglas, we've changed the family name. What? Why? Because your, your book wasn't very good. So we've changed the family name to Cope Copoutland. You're Do- Douglas Copoutland now. Mm. How do you like that, son? How do you like that? That's what well, we I think th- of you. Yeah, I mean, his dad's they- Northern, by the way. His dad's <laughs> Northern. Uh, isn't it pronounced Coopland, by the way? I thought it was Copeland. Coopland. It could be Coopland. In like a uh, a political coop. <laughs> a political coop. Yeah, yeah. You know, like one person takes over from another person. Like that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, is your I thought is your chicken? What is your chicken contained in? Is that a pitch? Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're thinking my pigeons. <laughs> I think yeah. No, don't pigeons go? Yeah, coo. Yeah, I get it. Okay, all right. So should be pronounced. <laughs> I'm glad that you get it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm a few steps behind. I'm still trying to think of like uh, 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 things to say about this book. Um, I uh, thought it was pronounced Douglas Co-opland because he uh, loves the co-op. Does he? Does he actually love yeah. the co-op? Yeah. The second in... half of this book, Generation X Two, is all about the co-op. I didn't know there was a Generation X Two. There is. Let's elaborate. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, I, I right, told you right. what it was about. Yeah. I told you it was about the co-op. Fine, fine. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um, wait, folks, are uh, you telling me you, you haven't read Generation I, Generation I, I, Generation I, 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 Generation I V, Generation V, Generation V I, Generation V I I, Generation V I I I, Generation I X? I think there's a problem with his sound for a second. He's stuttering. <laughs> I, I haven't read those books. I didn't realize there were more books in the series. I didn't realize this was actually like followed Roman numerical ordering. I just thought Generation X was a reference to the fact that that was the family name. And that was the brother Malcolm X. Did, did, was there a no, Malcolm IX and a VI? No, so Malcolm X actually changed his surname, right? He wasn't christened Malcolm X, right? He's actually. Pre- they called him Malcolm <laughs> Copoutland. Exactly, because he hated the cops. Yeah. Exactly, he's like a cab. He hated the cops. He hated, the, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, actually, actually, no. His his pre- Malcolm X's actual previous surname was uh, minus B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus four AC. That he wanted to simplify that to X. Wasn't it all over two A? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, Andy Onions gets his humour. I think we should have him on more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Now that nobody's listening, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, well, anyway, um, let's get back to the book. Uh, and, and we're talking about time here. I'm talking about how whether this book still stands up in terms of the kind of uh, existential ennui it tries to describe. Uh, Andy, Dag, and Claire are kind of defined by this need to be free. They don't really want to commit to things like marriage or... Uh, a desk job so they end up taking short-term jobs and doing what they want but this in itself doesn't give them the fulfillment that they want um i, I feel that like when i read generation x 
a lot of their concerns and a lot of their complaints very similar to the complaints that people have these days. It feels like culture and society has been in the weird holding pattern since 1991, I guess. I don't know if you feel that. Uh, uh, well, I mean, here we are sitting sit, sit in the middle of a lockdown and also questioning our life choices in a way. Um, do you feel that Generation X still has uh, a lot to say for the kids of today? I don't know any kids of today, but I believe so, yes. How old are you, by the way, uh, Crispy? I'm, I'm 72. Okay, so you you, you... you don't look it, mate, can I just say. Uh, you look very I, good for your age. I, I sleep in a tub of moisturizer. Hold on a second. You're 72, did you say? Yeah. So you're kind of... you're a boomer. I'm a boomer. Okay, okay. I explode near groups of survivors. Okay, and you spray your gunk all over them. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, it's one of my crispiest bits. <laughs> it's weird that a guy who sprays gunk over people is called crispy. I'm just, just don't think that makes sense, really. They no, should I don't call do you, it, really. They should call you gunky bits. Well, that's one of my characters, my comedy character. Oh, really? Your character is called gunky bits? Yeah. Your character is your surname plus another adjective. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I, 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 I think that's a good way to do comedy. Uh, for, and for a seventy, a person in their seventies, a septuagenarian, it's pretty cutting edge, I have to say. I believe so. But what yeah, do you I reckon? Then? What do you reckon these whippersnappers then complaining about the fact that they like don't want to get a real job, don't want to get settled down? When we were all in seventies, like sixty years ago, we didn't want to get real jobs. Sorry, you know, when you were same. in the seventies, or when you were in your seventies? When I was seventy years ago. When you were seventy years ago, so when you were two. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get a real job either. That's why okay, I kept okay. what these kids of today are saying. Okay, so you actually feel that? I mean, that's, that's really uh, that's remarkably non-judgmental of you, because like one of the you know cliches about your generation is. That you tend to look down your nose at like these feckless young people today who just spe- spend too much of their money on avocados and not enough time getting real jobs and buying houses. Spend... I believe they don't spend enough of their money on avocados. Oh, and really? They spend too much of their time trying to buy houses. Really? That's an interesting yeah. take. Because uh, I've um... invested all of my life savings into the avocado business. The avocado business. <laughs> Big avocado, the avocado yeah, okay. marketing board. Oh, avocado industry, but not the avocado business. Is it um, called, is your shop called uh, Crispy Bits and there's just one avocado in it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's called Avocado. Okay, right. Uh, I didn't have to walk very far for that name, I guess. No, uh, I didn't. It was very simple. <laughs> is it doing well at the moment? Yeah, it's doing all right. Not as well as I would have hoped. Yeah, you would have thought they'd get more millennials coming through the doors of your They're single avocado. We were declared a completely unessential business. Oh, that's not fair. I would have thought that avocados are essential in this time. We need no, them now more essentials. than ever. That's a shame. So you support, you support the uh, choices of uh, three protagonists here uh, to essentially uh, live their lives the way they want without having to commit. When I was a child, we couldn't live the lives the way we wanted. We had to go and fight the Nazis. I forget, yeah, you did. You fought the Nazis, that's right. 
Wait, you know, you didn't fight the Nazis in, because in the you would have been two. Yeah, still four. Okay, all right. All right. In the 50s. Sorry, say that again. You fought the Nazis as a toddler in the 1950s. <laughs> I did. How did you know? Because of maths that you just said. There were still some Nazis, you know, they all went to Argentina. Yes, that's right. They all went to Argentina. And they sent me as a toddler to root them out. How did that you famous, root them out? Uh, that, that famous um, uh, Nazi uh, um, Maradona and uh, Lionel Messi. Just I called terrible, terrible Nazis. <laughs> um, you called Mauna. I called him, and then he I oh. turned him turned him from a player into a footballer. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. What was he playing before? Nazism. Okay. Ah, uh, well. Okay. Oh, well, this this is really enlightening. Get the um perspective of a uh, self-proclaimed uh, boomer. But what about our? Uh, what about you, mates, Harren? What about you? I, uh, as uh, a like-minded, I guess, exennial like myself, how do you feel about like these characters in um, Generation X? But I mean, I, this goes for you as well. We come from immigrant backgrounds, right? Yes. And I, I actually, and uh, I, I kind of agree with Tobias, the the yuppie character. There's nothing wrong with aspiring to having. Home ownership and having a stable job and having kids. <laughs> Sorry, you said homo. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. And as a yeah, so I, I think um, yeah, live and let live, as Paul McCartney said. Wait, hold a second. That doesn't <laughs> scan what you just said there. You said that you think like um, to- Tobias wants to own a home, so live and let live. He's saying. <laughs> Uh, As yeah. Paul McCartney said, that doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying no. that the, the, the man who's in the 70s made more sense than what you just said. The, the man who, who owns a shop that sells a single avocado called Avocado was able to put together a sentence better than that. No, what I mean is that you should, like, you should not um, pass judgment on others. right? I think these people pass a lot of judgment on Tobias in this book, right? And I'm not sure if you've read Chuck um, Palahniuk's book, um, Fight Club or Revolutionary mm. Road by Richard Yates. They, they kind of denigrate this kind of, um, oh, living in suburbia, having a house, having 2.4 kids. That's like, that's, yeah. they add a moral valency to that as if it's bad. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's no, fine. no, it's absolutely. Fine. Actually, I was, I was, I was going to, you just sort of like touched upon a point that I wanted to uh, discuss as well, which is uh, the influence of uh, this book. Because you mentioned Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club, and I would say that like Fight Club, the book, couldn't exist without uh, the existence of Generation X. A lot of the stuff they talk about in Generation X is present within Fight Club itself. The only uh, the major difference is that like Fight Club actually has. A- uh, sorry, Chin, weren't we asked specifically not to talk about this book? <laughs> sorry, that, that that's right. No, I'm sorry. That was actually rules number one and two. Mm. Uh, Faking lit. You, no, that's not And that's true. why we've never talked about it. Crispy bits. <laughs> what do you mean that's not true? I just How do you don't... know what's not true? What do you mean? I don't think... I think you are allowed to talk about Fight Club. The book. I don't think you are. Uh, that's one of the rules. Um, and we're trying to adhere to it. So yeah, let's just actually, call actually it... that's why they were called the silent generation. They weren't allowed to talk about any, any books. Fight Club. <laughs> oh, any books. Yeah, any books. They were silent and violent, weren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other? Okay, aside from that book that we're not allowed to, can you think of any other books uh, or movies that um, Generation X may have had an influence upon? Steamboat Willie. Mm, well, that was made quite some time ago. Uh, Damn, these timelines are so confused. Um, I'm sorry, Andy. I just, I just cause them like I see them. Snatch, because uh, there they have dags, and there's also a dag in this book. The word didn't exist. So you, you think, you think dag, <laughs> the, 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 the way that they pronounce the word dog in Snatch is actually, no, they're referring to this character, Generation X. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I thought I'm surprised nobody um, sp- uh, suggested films like Slacker uh, or Clerks. Anything by Richard Linklater, I guess. Um, uh, Reality Bites. Um, any of these ringing any bells? Maybe, uh, it might be a bit before your time. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Okay, Possibly. all right. Maybe, maybe. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I think we're agreed, though, that this is a very influential book. Um, I think it might... I think it's aged better than a lot of people may have... uh, uh, may think. You'd be surprised. Something that was, like, done in 1991 still seems um, really pertinent to these times. I was going to ask you a question, though. Like, uh, where do you... What do you think Dag, Andy, and Claire, and Tobias would be doing now? And Tyler, Andy's little brother, where do you think they'd be doing now? Do you think you could write a book like Generation X now? If you're going to write a sequel to Generation X and talk about the lives of these three characters uh, in the 21st century, how do you think they all have ended up? Well, I think it'd be pretty similar because, I mean, back then they were scared of HIV because a man shared that's a not chimpanzee. How, well, okay, again, okay, now clarification. That's not how it happened. <laughs> now we're scared of some... Like, it was... It was not okay. how it happened. <laughs> right. I, I want to clear this up. Like, a bit of an expert in the whole uh, idea of relations between... Um, our primates, uh, cousins, uh, and it's not about that. It's not you. You don't transfer it like that. It's not like something so base. It was the bushmeat market that created the uh, that the, that made the jump from the species. So check your privilege. Check your privilege. So, so cunnilingus, cunnilingus. No, no. Oh it. my goodness. No, no. Just oh, okay. a, a, a careless <laughs> monk butcher. <laughs> You can edit point if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no edit point. This is staying in. This is gold. I think I, I, I'm educating people here. Okay. Educating people. So you're saying the the COVID thing caused is caused by cunnilingus on a pangolin? No, no, that... no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Cunnilingus no, on a pangolin. No, 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 no. Everybody knows. Ev- everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows that COVID, <laughs> well, which makes them good for receiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You will see that tongue dip in and out. You'll be like, "Wow, I'm doing as, a good as job." Titillating as that is, no, I'm sorry to disappoint. Nippleating, um, as as <laughs> salacious as that is, and sensationalist. I, I'm I'm sorry to report that pangolins were not the cause of uh, the coronavirus, and they weren't the cause of HIV either. The culprit, my friends, oh, the culprit was five G masts. It's always been 5G masks. 5G masks. Um, even back in the 80s when they didn't really have serve any pu- function other than be tall and metal. Um, they were just spreading out the disease throughout the world, uh, spreading HIV, coronavirus. And thank goodness we found out today that 5G 
is so awesome so it's worth it in my opinion i don't think that's true that's, that's conspiracy what, what, you don't think 5g is awesome no i think it doesn't cause disease what's going to cause disease is 6g well if you're a doctor if you're a scientist why don't you come on the show and debate me you coward debate me six debate me gg 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 what is that what's what 6g there's 6g's in that tell me more Okay, um, I don't know about 6G technology. It's probably going to spread some other awful disease, but don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We've got this under control. Um, um, I say it's worth the sacrifice. It's worth the sacrifice. Uh, but look, let's get back to my original point, which is where do you think, what happened to these characters? What, do you see a future for them now? Do you see them having kids? Do they actually sell out and settle? Tyler becomes an accountant in like Massachusetts. Interesting, interesting. Um, well, they say that like uh, a character who is uh, bears a heavy resemblance to Tyler appears in uh, Copeland's second book, Shampoo Planet. Um, and I haven't so read that. So he becomes book. an alien. <laughs> possibly, possibly. I mean, who's to say? I haven't read that. Book, so he could, it could be, he could become an alien. Well, what happens to Andy? What happens to uh, uh, Dag? What happens to Claire? You think Claire gets married to uh, Tobias in the end? I think she's defined not by who she marries, but by other things. Such as? What she looks like, what she buys. Yeah. And I also think that she becomes the Prime Minister of of the UK. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that scans, that scans. She went from, like not knowing what she wants to do with her life to become prime minister that's how that's a natural career yeah that's a nice it's, 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 it's a totally like, <laughs> shall i be a panel show contestant shall i be a prime minister just anything you want yeah, just horizontal move there that's cool that's cool um and dag and andy andy's on a podcast <laughs> yeah andy's on a podcast i'm pretty sure and you know what i'm pretty sure at least one of these people have ended up on the podcast i'm sure one of these characters has their own not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, if they were to each have a podcast, which podcast would they have? Okay, so Andy is... Uh, will he be doing something like for NPR? Maybe like a Dave Sedaris kind of style podcast. Dag would be... Uh, football Daily. Yeah, or Football Daily, yeah. Uh, Dag would be guesting on Chapo Trap House. Claire would obviously, because she's Prime Minister, be on Politics Today. The Prime Minister podcast. Is that a thing? Does the Prime Minister have a podcast? At five o'clock every day, he does. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. That's to right. it, though. Very low listenership numbers. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's always the same thing. They just talk nonsense. Not like this show. Uh, All these graphs as well are just stupid. I've, I've, not, I've seen worse graphs in my life, I'll be honest, but uh, not many. Graph this there from uh, Andy Onions. Um, it's too many graphs. I'm not at school. Stop it. Just tell yeah, me staying me horrid. That's fine. True. True. More words, less pictures. Um, folks, we are coming to the end of our discussion, I believe. Um, I want to canvas some opinions about this book. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Would you have changed anything about it? All these questions we'll have to answer in the next section of the show, which I like to call uh, Notes because that's its name. No, 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 no,
Um, let's start with you, Andy. What did you think of Generation X? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Would you have changed anything about it? What notes would you give to Douglas Copeland or Coopland or Coopland or Co-op? Douglas Coop Copeland, I would, I would have made it out of softer paper because in these okay. days we're all short of certain soft papery materials, mm-hmm. and that would have been really useful to me. And, I, and I thought you would have gone like, with like um, like a less delicious to spiders it, material it, I, I made the spider up i used it as bog grower for the show i forgot sorry i missed half the book oh but, okay so this um, so this this conversation has been lost on you he's, he's basically to me he's, he's douglas poopland that's all i'm saying okay did you like the book it was very cutty oh okay and so your note would be just thicker pages softer more softer pages yeah less sharp corners and make it in sort of a roll and maybe put it in a, a box for the puppy on. That'll be my notes, really. Okay. All right. That's a that's a good review, I guess. All right. Okay. We'll move on. I'm uh, Aaron. What do you think of this book that has your namesake, this family member? I think Andy alluded to earlier that books are only good if they predict stuff. So I, I would have made this book actually about a different generation. So I, I would have made it about um, a generation that kind of reveres entrepreneurs who are very narcissistic and think they have expertise about everything. And I would have called this book Generation XAEA12. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a pretty good name. Well, how, do you pron- how, how are you pronouncing that? <laughs> XAEA12? A12? Oh, okay. All right. All right. So uh, generation X Ash A12. That's okay. Okay. That's yeah. I, 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 I like how you've um, uh, committed to change the themes of the book by just changing the title. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to criticize my book, you're a pedophile. Those two things are separate. <laughs> so I'll, I, uh, I mean, I guess that's how it works. Um, I re- withdraw my criticism. And I'm going to move out of California because of that. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a stupid name. It sounds more like an Excel formula. Why are you calling it that? What a stupid thing to name anything. What would you have named um, their their kid? Uh, their kid. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, minus b plus minus the square root of b squared minus four ac all over two a sounds more reasonable. At least it's a logical formula. You can remember the stuff. Okay. I I, I remember they actually uh, explained what it meant, but. Uh... I, I can't remember what the, uh, the, the, the rationale behind the, uh, the naming is. Pete is like called Mr. Rock and Philip is lover of horses. This is going to be, uh, I don't know, it's the sort of way to get into like portal dimensional travel. It's a nonsense name. You can't put that in a spreadsheet. It will cause an error. It throws an error. That's the problem. That's my concern with it. So you're saying that this, this joker, this XAE whatever, is he cannot exist on any recorded digital you database. go to school, put that in a database it'll throw an error his results will be counted genuine problem and elon musk of tech should know this totally this person's going to have no social security number no dental records they're going off the grid stupid call him margaret at least it's and also non-gen non-gender de- identifiable it's not even identifiable as a human sorry i've gone off let's go back sorry Harren. Your, your name sounds lovely how are morons so rich what an idiot well 
<laughs> that's certainly a uh, a editorial there that was uh, from Andy Onions. I enjoyed that. Very topical, very on point. But but yeah, yeah, he liked the book. <laughs> he liked the book, and so did Harren. Um, Crispy, what did you think of the book? Would you have any notes for Douglas Copeland? I thought it was great, but I would have added twelve new characters. <laughs> twelve. Twelve exactly. Uh huh. Who are these characters? They would be called Bag, Mag, Jag, Wag, Sag, Zag, and that's all the names I'm prepared to say. Okay, okay. So twelve new characters and got decent number. What would they have added to this book? They would have added depth of characters. Because yeah, there's more <laughs> characters. That's not how depth of characters they would have added work. More characters. I don't know what. Yeah. Okay. What the question is. I mean, technically, that would have added more depth of characters because there would have been more characters. So yeah, can't exactly. Really uh, did you like the book? Yeah, I already said I liked it. I just didn't think I had enough just characters. To, just, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Okay. So it looks like we got positive reviews from everybody here. I'm going to chime in and say, yeah. Yes, this is book has a big thumbs up from me. I still think it's very timely. I still think you can read it today. And and the weird thing is, is that like I, I think this book could probably still be written today, and it would still find an audience because it, it definitely taps into something which seems timeless, which is uh, existential ennui. Um, I would say run, don't walk to your local bookstore in the library, which is closed because of lockdown. Turn around, go home. And- order it off amazon i guess uh and uh get a copy of generation x and check it out i mean i'm assuming you have because why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't read the book it's a book club podcast doesn't make sense why are you buying the book after this doesn't make sense anyway that's a unanimous decision from us. uh so that means that this book generation x douglas copeland gets into the hall of fame very much for joining me on today's show um before we leave i think fun to play a little game with you now one of the favorite things about uh, generation x by douglas copeland is that it is filled with neologisms um in fact the book itself at the end has a glossary of different terms uh, and uh, has footnotes and uh, define the different terms that are used now what i want to do is i'm going to name some of these neologisms I want you to tell me whether you think it's a real neologism that was by Douglas Copeland or whether it is not in the book at all. So let's go one by one. Let's start with you, Crispy. I want to start with Bambification, the mental conversion of flesh and blood creatures into cartoon characters possessing bourgeois Judeo-Christian attitudes and morals. I think that's real. Boom! It is real. Page 48, in fact. Uh, Haran. Morals used in everyday life that derive from TV sitcom plots. Um, yeah, I believe that's, uh, that's in the book. That is in the book. Page 120. Okay. Andy, one for you now. Disasturbation. Watching constant disasters on TV in a way 
to take your mind off any responsibility? Uh, if it was in the book, it was in the section that I wet my bum with, so I'd say no. It's right. It's not a neologism in Generation X. You are you're all three for three so far. That's very good. Crispy, this one's for you. Friendtropy. The natural tendency of relationships to disintegrate based on the concept of entropy in nature. This phenomenon can be measured by consistency and mental integrity of friends. I think that's real. It's not real. It's, oh, it is a real term, it. but it's not in Generation X. Well, then that's why I got confused. Why are you giving me these confusing ones? These are all real neologisms. Ridiculous. What's a neologism? Neologism is a uh, it's a new term. It's a new term or phrase. That's, that's everything's a new term or phrase. Yeah, everything is all words are made up. But like um, this is uh to do with a oh, very Christ freshly man. invented word. Uh, try this one. Was that word neologism itself? Uh, yeah, neologism at one point would have been a neologism. That's right. Oh, that's meta. Aaron, <laughs> celebrity Schadenfreude. Well, I mean, that's not a neologism because they're two. You can't just put two words and keep them separate and then call that a neologism. That's like saying glass phone. Is that a neologism? Yes. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Do another one. Bradyism, a multi sibling sensibility derived from having grown up in large families, a rarity in those born after approximately 1965. Symptoms of Bradyism include a facility for mind games, emotional in situations of overcrowding and a deeply felt need for a well-defined personal space. Uh, yeah, I would say that's in the book. That is in the book. Okay, Andy, thirst posting. Posting thirst? on social media simply to get likes and reacts. Thirst posting? Mm-hmm. All right, see, I thought that was when you, like, you ordered beer from your local pub, like the Rose and Crown Kentish Town doing deliveries right now, keep them alive, keep comedy safe. Um... But yeah, uh, true. Wait, oh, social sorry. media wasn't around. <laughs> I'm Mate, sorry, Andy, I'm sorry. Uh, that is not in Generation X. And yes, the social media, because social media didn't exist back in the day. It's like saying, oh, did, uh, oh, was, uh, was uh, the word uh, shit posting in uh, The Great Expectations by Charles Dickens? Was it? <laughs> it could have. It could have. There's that character, that was, there's that character, uh, George is shit posting. <laughs> Who I who existed in Great Expectations? So yes, actually, it could have been a, a, a Dickens character. You could say that my generation is is apt to putting a plug in for the local pub that they do common at the Rose and Crown Kentish Town. They do deliveries of beer right now. You can buy vouchers of beer when when they open up again. You can buy beer. You can have beer. You buy ten pounds of beer now, and you get fifteen pounds when you go back. I was more concerned of getting the plug in to keep this comedy alive than getting the question correct. So might I change it to I don't know. Okay, but that is very true. What Andy said. Uh, go buy, go support your local pubs uh, as well as your local bookstores and libraries, um, folks. Thank you for playing. I think the winner today's show uh, of that little quiz was Harren. Give it up for Harren. He knows his neologisms. Thank you so much, everybody. Does anybody want any? Uh, want to affirm any? Any affirmations? Andy, you really like. Um, gave a bit of a shout out to the. Uh, and Crown Pub, uh, which is in uh, Kentish Town. Um, please support them. They are great. Um, they've uh, hosted many a good comedy show. Uh, we hope they stick around. Buy tokens. Support the pubs. Support 
all your pubs because who knows how long this lockdown is going to go on for i don't bad answers i would say aaron crispy any any plugs affirmations you want you wish to make uh i'd like to plug um the uh, the faking lip uh dot wordpress blog i'm gonna write something and post something there in like a week maybe awesome uh, <laughs> wow that, that 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 yeah no please <laughs> nobody's used that in ages yeah this i mean it's a good excuse as any to resurrect all these things that we created in the early days and then didn't do anything with it because we got busy but yes by all means visit the faking light wordpress or wordpress blog um i wish i could tell you the address for that but if you just type in faking lit wordpress i'm sure you'll get the uh result you're looking for uh crispy anything you wish to plug or refer he's dead i know i'm fine <laughs> just any of the online gigs that i'm doing uh, i'm okay. doing bedroom chuckles i'm doing laptop loving i'm doing nazi nuggling i'm doing all types of gigs nazi nuggling it's just one of the gigs that i'm doing i think you should stop doing those gigs crispy i don't think you should how they pay how do you think i make all that okay. money oh, i guess ideology does take a back seat these oh, you used to hunt nazis and get rid of them now you're fighting with them for a shiny penny no no yeah, you don't you nuggly you nuggle the nazis that's what he's doing <laughs> Nazi they always sit in the middle of my gigs in that symbol, you in know? That symbol <laughs> yeah. yeah which can only be seen from above directly well, okay. Yeah, um, but I, I perform from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like Mission Impossible. Suspended, yeah. <laughs> Is, I mean, the, as long as you're observing the two meet. Do they wear special wrong. hats so you know which ones they are? Yeah, they wear red hats, and I red insist hats. everyone else in the gig wears a black hat. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense because, like, the swastika is not really black. But and anyway. the awakening. <laughs> Anyway, 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 um, I'd like to give a plug to our affiliate sister brother podcast, Position 6, uh, presented by uh, host Daniel Offen, Mr. Big Jams himself. Go check that out. He is, he, well, he basically, he, we wouldn't be able to carry on doing this podcast if he hadn't told us how to do this podcast using his methodology, which is through Discord. So, as always, go listen to a better podcast. Which has a point. Oh, oh, interest. That that Venn diagram, that intersection. Apart from Dan, who else occupies that intersection? <laughs> who likes well, we, to we, see we, to uh, book podcast a... and plays Dota two? Well, I think we had a nice review from a person uh, who gave a shout out to Dan, saying uh, Dota one of the best podcasts in uh, uh, in the game, and also check out uh, Dan often on Faking Lit. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve Koenig cracks me up. Yeah, but so that guy's it. username, that guy's username was Nepo Nad. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think it might be Dan Off. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, he, he also spoke Russian and went beep boop, beep boop a lot, which made me also think maybe this guy's not on the level, but who knows? Who knows? Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, listen to a podcast which actually has a point and focus which is position six uh but if you don't like that if you like absolutely if you like stuffing shit in your ears keep listening to faking lit because that's what we are uh until then thank you very much for joining me on the show today.
folks um we hope you stay safe stay well keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries keep supporting your high street support everybody that you can this is a fucking shit time right now so support as much as you can be nice be fucking kind and uh i'll see you next time bye bye i love you hello mom and dad bye bye everyone